It can be a little overwhelming to keep up with all the news going on in Clarksville week in and week out. But that's I'll okay. Say. Yeah, you're the one who's putting <laughs> it all together. We got you covered. This is the Clarksville Rundown with Chris and Ryan. We run down the biggest stories in Clarksville each week. We have a little fun along the way. My name is Ryan Pluckelman. That guy over there is the editor-in-chief of ClarksvilleNow.com, Chris Smith. Hey, Ryan. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. I did. Yeah, well, I, I have a little bit of bone to pick with you. Okay. Because, so I cook. I, I love cooking. That's yeah, yeah. the little, dirty little secret about Chris is I love to cook. He makes a fantastic gumbo, by the way. Oh, well, thank Your you. Your gumbo is second to yeah, none. It's pretty darn good. Yeah. So um, so I cook on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And um, so I spend all day, you know, Wednesday and Thursday, if I can, you know, I'm cooking, depending on yeah. the timing of the meal yeah. or not. All day Thursday. I was cursing your name because you made me play flag football. You made me play football the day before I'm cooking for Thanksgiving. And not only that, I embarrass myself because I'm terrible at sports. You are. I I was horrible. Well, thank you. You are terrible at sports. Um, (laughs) Thank you for that affirmation. Yeah, I just wanted you to know. I wanted to be, I'm supporting you and your terribleness. We had a uh, flag football game here at work the the day before Thanksgiving. Family, a little family Flag football. Yeah. I was shocked that you played because you. I didn't know you even knew like how the thing <laughs> happened. I, like, I thought like I had to explain it all the goes game in, in one direction <laughs> right, right, and then it goes in the right, other direction. Right, yeah, right. And so Chris is wordy. Right. Hmm. His 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 strongest muscles are his fingers because right. he's type uh, typing all day long. Yeah, yeah. I'm a manual Type like, typewriter. Yeah. <laughs> Like second to none, right? Mm-hmm. And so we we get lined up, and Chris rolls out there in his jeans and his and his and his Afghan, got a little blazer <laughs> on or whatever, and he wants to play flag football. And you hit the ground a couple of times. Yeah, I did. I did. I was blocking that Christian Brown, that, that young punk. <laughs> only in Why his did 20s. we let the kids play? We my, should have let anybody kid, under 30 play. I know. My kids are older than half the people out there. <laughs> I know. And I'm chasing them, trying to catch them, and I'm zooming by twice the speed. I'm trying to you know block, and they're zooming around me. Yeah. yeah it's terrible. Yeah, you're in a lot of pain on Thanksgiving. I was. I could barely lift my legs. It was terrible. Are you going to prep yourself for the... Family flag football game. I am. Year. And here's how I'm going to prep myself. I'm going to stop by Kroger and I'm going to buy some ballpark Franks <laughs> and I'm going to get a little grill and I'm going to get in the back of somebody's truck and I'm going to tailgate for you guys and make you hot dogs while you play flag football. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to eat some Ben Gay for Christmas and then you can just <laughs> put the road that down on your legs when you're not feeling well. I will say it was nice because um, our kids grew up together and I've said that before, mm. but you know, they've all gone their separate ways. I mean, my daughter's in Nashville, your daughter's in Florida and they don't see each other, but they grew up together. They grew up hanging out all the time. I mean, the countless sleepovers between the, mm-hmm. the two houses. It was nice that they were able to see each other for the first time in years. Um, and, and the girls, our, our, our daughters, Ava and Meg, mm-hmm. want to take over the Clarksville Rundown podcast at some point. Yeah, I think we're going to catch a lot of heat if we let that happen. It's going to be a rag on dad day, isn't it? That's, that's, you know, it's bad enough that we're bad. I'm bad at sports. You're going to get criticized bad's for all kinds of stuff. Bad's not a strong enough word. You are horrible <laughs> at sports. Well, that's but that's you true. never know. It could happen over, over Christmas break. Um, mm-hmm. We could step aside for a minute and let our very bright, very wonderful, very incredible You're daughters. You're saying that because you over. know they listen. They do. They do. That was they, are, great. they are wonderful. They are They're wonderful. wonderful. Our, we, we, we separately, because it sounds like we've raised them together. No, we separately have 
raised uh, some incredible kids. We have. So, turned out okay. Yeah. Got that dad thing down. I, I feel know. really proud of our dad Score game. Score two for the dads. Yeah, our dad game is on point. So now Chris's legs have recovered, mm-hmm. and he's going to be sitting down this whole time, so no muscles required. That's right. He's rolling up his sleeves because <laughs> it's time for the rundown to begin. These are the biggest stories this week on ClarksvilleNow.com. So there's been another development in the uh, Dunlop Mansion mm-hmm. story. I think yeah. we talked about this once previously. We did. Um, that there's this uh, this old um, house on Madison Street um, that's, um, um, oh gosh, where is it? It's in downtown, kind of across from that new apartment complex, yeah, yeah. the white apartment complex. It's got a green roof. It's got those stone arches mm-hmm. in front. And um, it was called the Dunlop Mansion. And it was bought by Jennifer Willoughby, who owns the apartment complex over there. Okay. And um, she has, uh, she put in a, um, a, a request for a demolition permit, and the city has refrained from granting her one, citing various reasons, and she cited various reasons in her lawsuit against the city that she has filed to get a demolition permit. She is suing the city. Now, suing the city. here's what I want to know. Did she know going in that this was not going to be a property that she could tear down? Was it pretty clear that it's like this is a protected well, <clears throat> building because of its historical significance to the city of Clarksville? Um, the answer to that is kind of yes and no, because there's some things, there's some things wrong with the way you asked that question, right? Well, please correct me. (laughs) Yes. She knew that it had been, um, denied, uh, a demolition permit or at least, uh, you know, been, you know, pushed back. Right. right. And there was pushback on the demolition permit. She bought it anyway. Right. Because when the owner applied to have it demolished, uh, George Terrell, he um, uh, basically applied because he was getting ready to sell it to her. Gotcha. So she was the person who was going to be buying it. Right. So she went ahead and bought it anyway, knowing that the demolition permit was in question. And um, now, but the thing is, in her argument, she states, and I assume this is correct, and I've looked at the maps, mm-hmm. that it is not historically protected. It's not in the historic zone. Um, so it doesn't really have any legal protection. Well, if that's the case... Mm-hmm. And it's not in a historical zone, and it doesn't, in fact, have any historical protections. Well, then, look, yeah. sounds like she needs to be able to tear that down. Yeah. So this is one of those weird things where the right thing and the legal thing are are two different things. You know, um, they, you know, you could argue that it's a beautiful old house, at least from the outside. Well, it from is. What we can see. Yeah, and and I I've looked at the pictures, and I've 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 ran past the Dunlop Mansion mm-hmm. numerous times. Um, here's the reality of the situation. We all have seen multiple episodes of this old house. Mm -hmm. Did you watch this old house? I love that show, by the way. I watch it all the time. It inspired me to get one of those tool belt things. I've got one home, (laughs) a leather. With no tools in it. He's got got some typewriter ink in there and some pens (laughs) in his toolbox. Um, But no, and and I think we look at that and we go, oh, wouldn't that be great to do something Mm -hmm. similar to that, not realizing that most yeah, wouldn't of those, it be great to have two million dollars cash sitting and around? That's too. the yeah. reality of the situation, and so we have to ask ourselves: first of all, if it's not in a historical district and it's not protected, then I'm sorry, but it's got to go. And mm-hmm. the thing is, if it was such an in-demand building, if we were all going like, "Oh, I love the Dunlop Mansion," it's so someone would have stepped up, mm-hmm. and there wouldn't be boards on the window. Yeah, the reality is. It's falling apart. There's boards on the window. So do we want to play the game of it's historically significant Mm -hmm. and then just let it decay and fall apart? 
Right, because it's no good saying, oh, it's a historic building, if nobody's going to friggin' step in and take care of it. Who's sitting there with the however many million dollars it's going to take to repair it, who's willing to step up and do that? And this is the thing that frustrates me about this, because this is a problem that dates back to before the tornado. Yeah. I wasn't here before the tornado, but I've heard about all this. Chris shows up and six months later (laughs) there's a tornado. Connection? That's coming up on Clarksville now. We're going to do an investigative report. It was six months after the tornado, not before. But the, um, uh, but the, these houses, everybody wants to yell and scream. Well, I say everybody, a bunch of people want to yell and scream about, we shouldn't be tearing these down. Well then step up, step up a, with your money. Right. And buy these houses and put your money where your mouth is and work to preserve them or B stand up and run for office, right? Run for County commission, run for city council on a platform of historic preservation. Yep. Get everybody together, get some petitions going, do something to create laws to protect properties like this. Right. Because if you're not going to run for office and you're not going to put your money where your mouth is, well, then, you know, you can write a book about what a great building that was and put up a historical marker that this was a great building. Exactly. But that building's got to go because it's standing in the way of progress and nobody who nobody who cares about it is willing to take the effort to preserve it. Right. Because if it was so important, we would have done it already. Right. And if and if we're going to say as a community that all of these old houses, because of the age of Clarksville, we're going to have a lot of buildings yeah. that are very old and have historical significance. Mm-hmm. If we're going to say as a city, these are important, well, then we should have programs in place that make it financially beneficial for people to go in and buy them and renovate them. Right. You know, you, 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 you give some tax incentives or whatever to make it attractive for people to come in and take the monumental undertaking of getting that house in the shape it needs to be to be livable. And let's be honest, the money you would pour into that house to make it nice, Mm -hmm. you can buy a whole lot of land in a much bigger house out in the county. Yeah. You know, where you're not downtown Clarksville, where maybe you don't want to live right there in the downtown Mm -hmm. area. Because that's the interesting thing. I went and took a photo um, of this bill of this uh, house uh, a couple days ago. Yeah. And one of the things that really struck me was that that house is sitting on a very large piece of property. Yes, it is. All by its lonesome. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so attractive. Right. If that house were sitting on the typical square footage of a house like that in downtown Clarksville, you know, maybe... Um, I'm not bad with acreage, but you know, where you just basically have a small, you know, stamp yard, like a lot of the houses on Madison street, probably wouldn't be nearly as attractive, right? But you could put eight of these houses on that property. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a huge piece of property. It really is. And so we're going to have a huge piece of property with a falling apart building, just standing there because Mm -hmm. we think it's historically significant. Mm -hmm. Well, if you think that step up buy the property, Call this old house, have the Silver Brothers come down from Massachusetts <laughs> yeah. to fix this and make it beautiful again, mm-hmm. and then you'll be on PBS and it'll be great. Yeah, yeah. And um, and so that's the thing. This is going to keep happening. Yep. You know, we're talking about one house. There's been, since I've gotten here, there's been 20 beautiful, at least beautiful old houses that mm-hmm. have been, oh man, they're tearing that one down. Right. That was so cool. Yeah. But that's going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. And at some point, we need to start thinking about what our values are and what we want Clarksville to look like. 20 years from now, and if we want these historic homes to be preserved, we need to set up some kind of grant setting yep. or something like yep. that to where the people who own them can get grants to repair them right. or restore them or whatever. 
or when they're sold, have grants to, to renovate. That's the ticket right there. Because if you just say like, oh, it's historically significant, you can't do anything with it in 10 years. That's going to be falling down, mm-hmm. and you're going to have all of these beautiful buildings around it, and you, people are going to walk by and go, why is there a dumpy old boarded-up building right. in the middle of all this progress? And people will be like, well, it's historically significant. Yeah. Well, it looks like history right there because it's falling apart. Yeah, you drive through the south and in any city, you'll see houses like that all over the place. They're boarded up that have an amazing architecture. Yeah. But they're boarded up. I'm going to tell you, though, there's definitely opportunities to take a building like that and turn it into something you know, spectacular. I, I think of like sanctuary on Maine. Mm-hmm. That was a old, at one point it was a field army hospital mm-hmm. during the civil well, war. Yeah, and that's the, and irony. they turned it into a yoga studio. So mm-hmm. obviously there was a financial reason to take that building and to renovate it. And someone did it and they did it beautifully. Well, someone that, that's the irony of the right. whole thing. The woman who was wanting to demolish this building is Jennifer Willoughby. She's the one who bought that old church brick church building yeah. and turned it into sanctuary on Maine. Right. So she's done historic preservation before, right. but it was financially advantageous to do so. Then it's not in this here. case, it's not financially advantageous. Exactly. Um, so, so it must be really bad inside. I mean, that's when that's one of the, un, the big question in my mind is how bad is it inside? You know, she hasn't really um, let people go in and take a tour to find out. I got a crowbar. But it's her property. So yeah, I got a crowbar in the back of my car. You're you want to get me arrested. <laughs> You're going to get me arrested. But there's some good news on some historic preservation. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know when was the last time you were, um, you were driving up uh, Madison Street, but um, about halfway up the historic area of Madison Street mm-hmm. where it's three lane, there's a beautiful old white house yes. that had been boarded up similar to this situation yeah. for a long time. And now it's being re- renovated and it looks looks fantastic. I don't know who's doing it. They're doing a great job. I'm really proud to see that building coming back to life. There's been a couple of houses on Madison mm-hmm. in that old mm-hmm. uh, big house district in Madison yeah. that have really done some marvelous renovations. I yeah. would love nothing more than there's that one beautiful, massive brick building that's right near the library. It's that brown brick building, that mm-hmm. long, the long uh, driveway. I'd yeah. love to see the inside of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know which one you're talking about. Beautiful. Yeah. They park a, uh, a subway, a trolley up there sometimes. Yes. In that driveway. Absolutely yeah. stunning. There's so many houses that I wish, mm-hmm. you know, I, I could never afford. But if I see them on the market, I'm going to be like, I'm going to pretend that I can afford this house. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's go, up, visit. Yeah, let's go just, to a showing and see what we can yeah, what, come up you're with. You're allowed. Here. You're allowed. Yeah. So. All right. So, yeah. So that's that one. Um. So next story, um, we don't talk about crime much here, but this one was no. kind of interesting. The uh, There were some uh, suspects in a stabbing, a really brutal stabbing in Murfreesboro that um, I don't know why they can't mind their own business and stay in Rutherford County, but they decided to come to Clarksville and um, they were chased down and uh, caught in Clarksville. But what really caught my eye is I was reading this news release that came out from uh, Rutherford County. Uh, well, I think it was um, Murfreesboro Police Department. Yeah. Um, was that they were caught using license plate reader technology Ooh. in Clarksville. So here they are. They're mm-hmm. stabbing somebody in Murfreesboro. Mm-hmm. And what do you do when you stab somebody in Murfreesboro? You hightail it to Clarksville thinking mm-hmm. they're not going to find us because it's only 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Surely no one's going to be looking for us. And then because of that new, and I think we talked about this as well, on the podcast well, a long time a ago long time when I had back, a, different yeah. name, a different name and there was a bunch of different hosts. Mm-hmm. But um, so they get the the scanner technology license plate pops hot and all of a sudden CPD's like, ooh, we have a we have a live one. Mm-hmm. 
So CPD uh, chased him down. They were a ninth in college, and um, uh, two they arrested two immediately. The third one uh, led him on a foot chase, and they um, grabbed him, and, um, and so they arrested all three. And um, they're going to be extradited back to Murfreesboro. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. As I read this, I was thinking, license plate technology, license plate reader technology. When the heck did we get license plate reader technology? Oh, because you forget everything. You forgot we talked about no, it no, months no, no, ago. No, not necessarily in news things, because I might, you know, something may not spark my memory, but yeah. I'll go back and look it up, you yeah. know, research it. And, yeah. and there has been no approval of license plate reader technology for the Clarksville Police Department. So I, yeah. So um, I went back and so looked at So we don't it. have them? Well, we don't in Clarksville. So I called uh, my uh, buddies at uh, Clarksville Police Department and said, hey, what's going on? I thought, you know, I hadn't heard anything new about this since um, uh, detect- I'm sorry, Chief Crockerell yeah. made the pitch for LPR technology. Yeah. And um, the city council heard him out and some people had concerns and we kind of went back and forth about whether this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. But there was never any mention of it being approved. And um, the police department said, yeah, we don't have any LPRs. Um, maybe check with the county. So contacted the sheriff's office, and it turns out Montgomery County Sheriff's Office has LPR-type cameras. Well, Yeah. So apparently the MCSO has these cameras, um, about, uh, I think, 10 of them um, set up around the county, um, and uh, a couple of mobile ones that they move around to hotspots. Really? Yeah. So I'm not sure when this exactly happened about, like, um, I think a year or two ago with the um, cameras. Mm -hmm. So look for a future article about the uh, license plate reader technology that we have in Montgomery County that apparently nobody knew about. Is that why your typewriter's been so loud in your office? I've been... Yeah. Typing away Clickety at that clacking. story. Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. And, and yeah, so what, that, that, that's a story to come in a, in a week or two yeah. once we get the information. But, Listen, yeah. he's, he made an Amazon order for more typewriter ink. And once it gets here, <laughs> we'll be able to, to finish that story. That stuff's not easy to come by anymore, yeah. folks. But um, what I love about this is it sure makes Chief Crockerell's pitch easy mm-hmm. the next time he's asking mm-hmm. for, you know, where are we at at this? We caught those stabby folks from Murfreesboro. Yeah, the stabby stabbies wouldn't have been caught without the LPR. I have heard some people are concerned about, they say... Forgive my police jargon, by the way. Stabby stabby and LPR, those are police terms. I, I, I'm Yes, because I'm sure they say stabby stabby. Oh, all the time. You listen to a police scanner and go, we got a stabby stabby on Wilma. Uh, <laughs> LPR is identified. You know, whatever. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's not what they say. That's where I work. Um, but I know some people have talked about like safety concerns, big brothers watching. Mm-hmm. They don't like the LPR technology because it's an invasion of privacy. Mm-hmm. My argument with that is folks, you are carrying a tracking device with you at all times. Mm-hmm. So you, you can't really get upset about something that reads license plates when you are carrying something in your pocket at all times, that's tracking you and everything yeah. you do. And so, so we're going to trust uh, Apple and Google <laughs> to do what's right with the tracking technology in our phones, but we're not going to trust your city council. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, how does that work? Right. Exactly. You know, the city council that you elected and pay taxes for. Right. Um, but yeah. It, and the thing is, you know, we, we laugh about a lot of this, but if you can imagine like what happens if there's a child abduction, right. You know, what happens if there's a, a murder suspect who is on the loose, somebody who's, you know, shot someone and is driving. I mean, we've had situations like that where people have, Shot somebody and driven away. We have a vehicle description, right? But we have no idea what happened to them because we don't have this technology. And exactly. you, they can be picked up in other communities too. So it's not just about what happens in Clarksville and getting caught in Clarksville. Here it happened in Murfreesboro, and we caught him in Clarksville. Right. What if we've got somebody who 
um, has abducted a child, they could be caught in Tullahoma right. or Des Moines. If right. everybody has this license plate reader technology or something similar, you know, it can be very useful to track down bad guys and keep more communities right. safe. Because personally, I don't care if the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office or the Clarksville Police Department knows where I am based on license plate scanners. I have a very boring life. I go from work <laughs> to home, and that's yeah. essentially it. Like, oh, Pluckerman's going home again. I don't care. Yeah. You'd know that anyway based on where my phone's at. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Apple knows where you are. Exactly. Google knows where you are. Hey, yeah, yes. Tim Cook knows where you are at all times. Why can't Chief Crockerel? <laughs> that seems like a valid argument. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, how you like wrestling? I love wrestling. You love I am wrestling? so excited about this story. Oh, by the way, I am not going to participate in a Thanksgiving wrestling <laughs> competition. <laughs> I will make popcorn on the sidelines of the wrestling competition if we decide to do that at Thanksgiving next year. <laughs> but yeah, um, so uh, F&M Bank Arena has got another first coming. Yeah. Um, they've, been, they've been talking about this ever since it was back when it was called the Impact. And, right. you know, we're talking about what could we have at an arena? Well, we could have arena wrestling. And guess what? We're about to get some arena wrestling. Yes. Can you do it like a wrestling announcement? Um, let's see. Do you want me to do it? Uh, I have to start with my, my catchphrase. Power, power, power. <laughs> WWW NXT Vengeance Day <laughs> is coming to the Alphanum Bank Arena in Clarksville, Tennessee. It's WWE. You got that wrong. Did I, what did I say? WWW. It's not I the World Wide Web. Sorry. Yeah, way to screw I, that up. I, I deal on the internet all day long. That's what it, it is. It's, it's hard for me to move from East to W. So let me tell you something, brother. The WWE NXT Vengeance Day yeah. is coming to the FNM Bank See, Arena. That's the normal way to announce these things. <laughs> right. you know? I grew up listening to 93.3 WMMR in Philadelphia, yeah. and it was that all day long. Wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> coming to the FNM Bank Arena. Yeah, it's going to work. I'm, you're, you need to cut a commercial like that. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> I guarantee you. This is exciting. This is the yeah. first uh, wrestling mm-hmm. event. This is where grown men. Will mm-hmm. slather themselves in baby oil, mm-hmm. wearing essentially nylon briefs with bedazzles on them. Yeah, all and they're bedazzled. Gonna, yeah, and they're going to pretend to beat up other men that are covered in baby Shut oil. Shut your mouth. Yes, it, it is not pretend. Yes, it is. It is. It, yeah, they, yeah. They're going to take a chair and pretend to hit somebody over the head with a chair, and they're going to. Yeah, just when you think your favorite wrestler is done, they're going to all of a sudden come back and beat the bad guy. Mm. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I just you, you've ruined Christmas for me. <laughs> By the way, of course it's real. Comedian Burt Kreischer is well, coming. We're going to get to that. Oh, okay. Next. So yeah, so yeah. this is uh, um, when when's it? What's the what day so is the wrestling so going to be know, here? See, I'm, I'm not uh, again. I'm not a sports guy. Yeah. I saw NXT Vengeance Day, and I'm like, okay. First, what is WWE? The World Second, Wrestling Entertainment. What used to is, be the WWF. What is NXT Vengeance Day? I had yeah. no idea what any of this was when I saw the news release come over. And um, and so I, I asked Christian, I said, Christian, what, what is this WWE NXT? He was like, is that coming to the FMN Arena? I said, <laughs> yes. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, he like blew his mind. He was so excited. I mean, so it just shows, you know, yeah. some people don't care. Grampy people, doesn't know, but the kids some do. Some people care a lot. Yes, yes they do. And they're going to pack that place. Yeah. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think this is going to be a huge event. Um, the date for it, because tickets go on sale soon. Mm-hmm. 
I think if you're listening to this podcast on WNCE, tickets might already be on sale. Uh, the tickets go on sale December 8th. Okay, so that's not the case. December 8th when tickets go on sale, mm-hmm. and when is the actual show? It is going to be February 4th. Okay, perfect. Yeah, plenty I was, of time. I was a huge wrestling fan growing up, a massive wrestling fan. My brothers and I, we had our own like wrestling federation in the oh. basement and we would like jump WWP? off. WWP? Oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. World, World Wrestling Pluckelmans. Yeah. And then we would like jump off the top stair uh-huh. to like try and fake elbow each other. Mm-hmm. And back when we were doing this, this was the 80s. And there was really not a whole lot of merchandise that you could buy. Like now, I feel really jealous because you can go to Walmart and you can buy a, a replica of the mm-hmm. WWE championship belt. Okay. Right? We couldn't do that back in the day. So what did we do? We took cardboard. Okay. And and glitter. And we would like make our own <laughs> championship belts. Glitter. Yeah, with trouble. Yeah, because you, nice. you couldn't afford like the gold, right? Yeah. And so we would make our own championship belts with cardboard and glitter and duct tape. And then we'd like hit each other over the head with it. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> there was a wrestler years ago. His name was Ted DiBiase, and he was the million dollar man. Okay. And so he was rich and he could buy anything he wanted. And so he created the million dollar championship belt, the million dollar belt. And it was gold with diamonds mm-hmm. and the diamonds made like a dollar sign in the middle of the belt. So my <laughs> okay. brothers and I, we took cardboard and my mom's penny jar and some Elmer's glue and we made a, a million dollar belt out of pennies. So we made the pennies. pennies. Nice. The, the, the dollar sign was made out of pennies. Yeah. My mom, you know, wanted that. So like 225 worth, <laughs> worth of pennies. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Makes a million dollars. Right. Mom's like playing sheep's head the next weekend with her friends. Like, where's those, all those pennies? <laughs> we can't play sheep's head without pennies. That's a card game. Uh, oh, yeah, sheep's head. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a. Is that a Wisconsin a, thing? It is. It's an old people Wisconsin uh, card uh, game. Let's but yeah, talk about that someday. Yeah. So we, so we, we made that, and I remember getting in some major trouble because I, I took the, the, the million dollar belt that cost two dollars, <laughs> and I hit my brother over the head with it. And of I course sli- you did. Yeah, I sliced his ear open. He's bleeding everywhere. Yeah, what was so, the nineteen eighties? This yeah. is what you did for fun. Yeah. So I, I believe I was sent to my room for the rest of the day. Uh-huh. And my brother had to go get stitches. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's part of growing up. Every day, though, we would always, we always watch wrestling. We were always, everything stopped. Yeah. I always hated because they would have, where I grew up, they had a wrestling show that was on at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. And it was when mom and dad would say, hey, we're going to church. I'd be like, but there's wrestling on. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. It was a big part of our lives. I'm excited that this is coming back. I'm excited that wrestling is still a thing for people. Yeah. And this is coming to the F&M Bank Arena. This will be fun. I, now, I now, think for, for some, do you know much about the context of this? Like, how so, big a deal is this really? Okay, so uh, what, what I gather, because again, I haven't really followed wrestling mm-hmm. since it was the WWF. But from what I gather from the kids that work here, uh, Vengeance NXT is like their developmental league. Okay. So they do bring a couple of superstars, but it's a lot of their up and coming wrestlers. Okay. That will, you know, cover themselves in baby oil. So people are going to be able to say, I saw baby Bob Jones wrestle in Clarksville before he made it to the big time. Exactly. It's a lot of fun. It's a a full WWE production Mm -hmm. with explosions and people hitting each other over the Is WWE the like. Is, is that like the NFL of wrestling? Yeah, there was another one back in the day called WCW. Okay. And I always called it that cheap wrestling because I thought, first of all, their, their, their sets weren't as good. Mm-hmm. Their wrestlers didn't look as cool. Their, their shows on TV looked bad. Like I was a big WWF fan and I would make fun of WCW fans because okay. it was kind of 
like so did WWE wrestling. evolve from WWF? Because I feel like yes, I remember yes. a World so, Wrestling Federation. Yes. The WWF had to change its name because the World Wildlife Federation that had an, an agreement Here. with... I'm yeah, not making this out. That's a lie. No. There, there was a gentleman's <laughs> agreement between the World Wrestling Federation and the World Wildlife Foundation okay. to not... Like to not confuse each other with using WWF. Wow. At some okay. point, the World Wildlife Foundation did not like how much WWF they were throwing out. And so they're like, this is getting confusing. You can't yeah, use that especially anymore. Once the internet comes along and you've got domain names and right. things like that. Right. So. And so at some point, they had to just change it from WWF. Then they just took the little, they copied, they could control seed the top part of the F. And they control V'd it at the bottom of the F and uh, made it WWE World Wrestling Entertainment, Entertainment. Instead, of, okay. instead of Federation. So WCW, yeah. I don't think is around anymore. There's like okay. regional well, wrestling. See, this helps me because I've always wondered whatever happened to WWF and is WWE like uh, the ugly knockoff? No, of it's, WWF? It's, no, it is the same. They didn't want to get sued, right? Okay. So it, cool. was, it was a it was a legal dispute with the World Wildlife. Right. I shouldn't know this. You shouldn't. And I'm, I'm so glad that you do because now you've educated me and all of our listeners on what is going on here with the WWF and the WWE and and how big a deal this is because yeah. because that tells me this is a bigger deal than I thought it was. It's a huge deal. There's there's local wrestling. And there's great local wrestling here in Clarksville. Mm-hmm. I know Crimson. Um, everybody knows Crimson. He does a great job putting on local wrestling shows and really does a fantastic job. And I know he's big overseas. But this is this is the WWE yeah, yeah. coming to Clarksville. So it's, awesome. it's, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. All right. Well, they made another announcement as part of all this. Yet another person that I didn't know about. But this is somebody I should have known about. I felt bad about not knowing who this is. And that's uh, Bert Kreischer. Yes, Bert Kreischer is a comedian. He's mm-hmm. known as the Machine. Mm-hmm. Um, he does a lot of stand-up comedy with his shirt off, mm-hmm. but he's really not the person who should be walking around with his shirt off a lot. So I want you to picture <laughs> driving through your neighborhood on a hot day in Clarksville, and you see uh-huh. that one guy mowing his lawn with his shirt off. Uh-huh. That's Bert Kreischer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely got a dad bod. Yes, he does. And you can see it on ClarksvilleNow.com. There's a photo of him <laughs> exposing his nipples uh, for the uh, camera. So, yeah, you know, I needed context for this. So I came out of my office and I was like, Ryan, who's Bert Kreischer? And he's like, Bert Kreischer? He's great. And so yeah. similar thing. I, yeah. I, get, I gauge reactions around the office. Um, but, yeah, but he's uh, legit been, he says his Netflix special has been in the top 10 yeah. since its release on September 23rd. Now, my Netflix algorithm must be messed up. I must not have a lot of comedians on there because I have not seen this pop up on my... Uh, my well, it pops my, up on Chris Smith's Netflix algorithm. Yeah, a lot of Marvel movies. <laughs> Marvel and period pieces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, a, lot, a lot of uh, action. Ooh, a Downton Abbey movie? <laughs> Actually, and a uh, Great British Bake Off. Oh, course. yeah, great. Yeah, you're a big, big fan of that. Yeah, yeah love that. Um, but yeah, so he's coming, which, which is pretty awesome. And um, yeah, I may even go, sh- go see that. Um, now, tickets for that are going on sale December 1. Um, and it's going to be a show on April 13. Yeah, this is going to be huge. And I think we were all kind of waiting because they, they, they trickled things in for the first mm-hmm. year. You know, I think you open the doors and you expect there to be some issues and whatnot. And so mm-hmm. now it seems like they're kind of uh, moving the throttle forward a little bit in bringing more and more shows to the FNM Bank Arena. Again, 
I've gone to shows there. Parking has not been a problem. I think people kind of forget all the parking that's around there. Yeah. And there's that great parking garage that's right across from the courthouse. No one ever parks in because they don't forget it's there. And you're yeah. in your five-minute walk to the And FNA. honestly, by the time both of these shows are here, they'll probably have that additional city garage built. They might even have that county garage built. So, yeah. You think so? Um, I don't know. I mean, I have to go back and look and see what their timeline was. Yeah. On the city garage, they should be done by then. Okay. So I think, all... that, I think the city garage is supposed to be open um, by the be- like around the beginning of the year. Oh, wow. I didn't know they made yeah. that much progress. Yeah. So, Well, good stuff. No, I've, I could be lying. Yeah, you're but... making it up. Or you forgot. <laughs> but the neat thing is, if you look at them, um, uh, I've kind of started compiling this because mm-hmm. I thought it would be a neat thing to do. Um, if, they, if you look at the Clarksville Now article, um, this is in addition to the number of firsts that we've had for mm-hmm. the arena. This is their first comedy show. Yep. And the uh, WWE event is their first wrestling event. Yeah, so exciting stuff. You know, Chris talked moments ago about gauging reaction mm-hmm. and how he, if he's not sure about something, he will come to someone else's office or try to figure out what's going on to kind of point him in the right direction. Yeah. My favorite Chris wasn't sure. So he asked people story. Uh-huh. This was, I want to say about two years ago. Yeah. I hadn't been here for very long, not very long at all. And let me tell you, Chris had a hard adjustment coming from a quiet newsroom oh, yeah. to a loud radio station. Oh, yeah. You know, he's just used to hearing the sound of his thoughts. Yeah. Not a million loud mouths. Yeah, who will for right yeah. for forever. <laughs> and so there was a story, and I don't want to say the school because I don't want to get it wrong. But there was a a coach at a local school that had got in trouble for giving players steroids, mm-hmm. right? And so Chris, I hear this 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 sound out of Chris's office, like I hear the the typewriter stopping and stops, and all of a sudden he goes, "Hey, Ryan." Do you know the effects of antibiotic antibiotic steroids on a body? And I said, do I look like I know the effects of steroids on a body? And you didn't. I, I, didn't. I had I to had Google no that. Idea. You had to See, Google that. Yeah, it's, yeah. you know, anabolic, and I've learned that there's a lot of stuff steroids. that I have to Google rather than wandering around the office right, asking. Right, right. But, <laughs> you know, back, back in the you know, uh, newsroom, you know, full of journalists, yeah, you can ask those questions. You go, oh, let me, I think blah, 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 blah. Around here, you just get harassed and laughed at. <laughs> anabolic steroids. I yeah. just love, and I, I love, you know what? I kind of, I'm looking back at that now, uh-huh. and... I, I'm kind of almost honored that you thought that I would know what steroids do <laughs> to a body. So, you know, maybe I'm more buff than I thought, you know? Well, you guys follow sports more than I do. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, you know, last week we talked about Christmas trees. We did. And so, how hard it is to cut them down. We've got a little bit more. So all the Christmas tree farms, yeah, they're open now. A lot of people probably already have their trees. But I thought this was neat. Um, Aaron's Farm, which mm-hmm. is owned by Gary Ham and his wife Linda Ham, a beautiful couple. Um, they good people, this, those Hams. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's. They, I, I've I've talked with him many times, and he's just delightful. Yeah. Um, so they bought this farm back in, or they planted the first trees on this farm, I should say, back in 1991. Yeah. And it takes like seven years for a Christmas tree to grow. I didn't know that. And so now they've got like this seven was a um, how many acres? About eight to ten acres worth of Christmas trees. And they just like, you know, so let people go out and cut them down. Um, it just, it, that's just such a cool idea of this investment. You know, yeah, you're going to, yeah. I'm just going to set aside part of my farm for Christmas trees and plant them. Yeah. And like, forget about it for seven years. Right. Right. <laughs> right exactly. Seven years later. It's just, that, that was a cool idea to me. Yeah. Um, wh- where are they located? So this is Aaron's tree farm. Okay. And let me screw You should down. highlight the address because you know I'm going to ask you that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 7,000 Hodges Road in Cunningham. Okay. All right. Yeah. 
Worth worth checking out. And worth checking um, out. They also have wreaths if you want to get a yeah get a get a nice wreath wreath for the yeah. door. Get smell mm-hmm. like evergreens. We put up our Christmas decorations on the Friday after Thanksgiving, <clears throat> and so I go upstairs and I, I got to give my wife credit because when we first got married, she had like seventy tubs of Christmas garbage. <laughs> right. And so everything was the, the Christmas decoration here, Christmas decoration here, all, all over the place. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was a major process to get all of those totes down. And she's got it down now to four. Mm-hmm. So there's four Rubbermaid totes of Christmas garbage. Yeah. And then there's the tree, which is in this big Rubbermaid tub and it's heavy. Mm-hmm. So I, I carry the tree downstairs. We open it up and this tree takes forever to get set up because mm-hmm. you got to. You plant everything. You got to organize the fake branches by color and then yeah. you got to do all that. And then you've got to fluff it because mm-hmm. when a tree has been sitting in a box yeah. for 300 and some days, well, you can't really store it unless it, we, we kind of collapse the limbs yeah. in, you know, before we store it. And yeah. so then you got to fluff it back out. Yeah. Right. So it takes forever, mm-hmm. 45 minutes to an hour to get this tree all yeah, set. Grief, how big is your tree? It's huge. It's like, it's, it's, it's like an eight foot tree and it's really huh. far wide and it, it, it's big. It's yeah. big. And so all of a sudden we're looking through the tubs and we can't find the lights to put on the tree. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I want to do on Black Friday is go to a store. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just to buy Christmas lights, I'm like, why do we, why can't I find the Christmas lights. So it's driving me crazy. I go out in the garage. Look so, for- so, you, so let's back up. So you don't have the kind of tree that comes with the lights. Already. No, no. This is, this that, is yeah, those, yeah. I can't imagine that because then you've got to replace a little bit yeah. of lights. So you put the lights on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we just so we do that. So I'm looking all over, all over. I can't find the lights anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, I'll, and right before I'm about to get my shoes on and go to Walmart on Black Friday on Wilma, mm-hmm. Walmart on Wilma on Black Friday could be chaos. Oh, yeah. You know, just to get some Christmas lights. I go, I'm going to go check the other walk-in closet. And so I go upstairs and what do I find in the other walk-in closet? A bear. No. A pre-lit Christmas tree that we bought last year that I forgot we bought. Oh! <laughs> so last you year, did do a right, pre-lit tree. We bought a Christmas tree last year and completely forgot that wow. we bought a pre-lit Christmas tree last year and so I pull the old one out, and my wife didn't remember this either. And so the reason why we didn't have wow. Christmas lights you was because... me of having a bad right, memory. We threw them away because we didn't need them anymore, and half of oh, them didn't work. Oh, okay. And so now, you know, my wife is like, we got to find these lights, and what do I bring downstairs? But the box with the pre-lit Christmas so tree in it, and she's like... Forget- Oh, yeah, I totally forgot we bought that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we take down the tree that took an hour to put oh, up. Oh, no. And then we put it on Facebook Marketplace because we do not need to have two trees. I don't want this to happen again next well, year. Well, that's true. But see, now, now you've got this pre-lit tree. So yeah. you're going to have to come back to me five years from now and complain about like half the lights being out on a pre-lit tree. I'll let so you what, know. Do you, what do you do when that happens? You I just have, have no to idea. replace individual. I, I guess so. Yep, that's a pain in the butt. It's, it's going to be a pain. That, and it's awful. I can't believe that we live in a time when we can put people on the moon, but we can't make a Christmas tree light string that will just continue working even if one bulb goes out. Well, I think you can do that with the LED ones, but the yeah. problem is then you get that LED effect, which the last time I saw on a Christmas tree was really like yeah. electric blue. Can we not get LEDs that look like regular lights that if one light bulb burns out, the rest just keep on going? Yeah. That's what I want technology-wise. Yeah. Elon Musk, you ain't impressing me with all the other things you're coming yeah, up with. Make that light. independent Exactly. Lights. So, yeah, so we, we and, and the other Christmas tree took less than 10 minutes to get set wow. up. 
And we, well, it's a good thing you haven't put in decorations. <laughs> I know. Wow. I was like, how could I forget that we bought a new Christmas tree last year? Yeah. <laughs> so did you get anything for it on Marketplace? Uh, 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Feeling pretty good I about it. I need to explore that. I've not done much sales on Facebook Marketplace. It's nice. Mm. Sometimes people just want to get rid of something or the kids outgrow it or whatever. And, yeah, yeah. Or they're moving. And Better than yeah. put it in the landfill. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yes. If you buy a new tree, it's always good to get rid of the old ones so you don't forget you bought the new tree and then you spend an hour putting up the old tree. Exactly. Yeah. All right. One more item. Just a quick little plug. All right. Quick little plug. Plug time. Plug time. Five Star Media Group Toy Drive. Yeah. Is coming up. Yes, it is. Um, This has been going on for 20, yeah, 20 years. No, 21, 25 years. Um, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it's it's all local. There was someone had discovered that there was a whole lot of agencies that weren't getting served by the national, um, uh, you know, toy drives and what yeah. have you. And so we here at Five Star created this toy drive to serve those agencies that are really don't get toys from anywhere else. And mm-hmm. Sanctuary Incorporated in Hopkinsville is a great is a great one in Centerstone and Clarksville. And there's just so all local agencies. And we wanted to make sure that we did something where. The toys all stayed here. So when you donated a yeah. toy, it went to a, a a kid in Clarksville or Hopkinsville. Yeah. Uh, that was very important to us. And so we've been doing this for 25 years and it all comes down to you. I mean, really, we can't we can't do this ourselves, but we ask for your generosity each and year. That's and awesome because every year people are like, how can I help somebody? How can I help another family at Christmas? Well, if that family's trying to pay their power bills and they can't afford to buy toys for their kids, you know, because they have so many right. other th- priorities that they have to worry about. They're having a hard time putting food on the table. Well, this is a way to help. Buy some toys, help out their kids, mm-hmm. let them have a, a happy Christmas. And I kind of view um, this, really cool. Christmas is the great equalizer, right? Mm-hmm. And and so all these kids are, I, I think a kid's going to school the day after they get mm-hmm. home from, or back from Christmas break and all talking about what they got for Christmas. And I can't imagine what it's like for some poor kid mm-hmm. to be sitting there going, I ain't getting anything. Yeah. I ain't getting nothing. Or being a parent who can't. Right. You know, or, yes. Can, I mean, it's stressful enough buying gifts to the, just for the right present and everything yeah. is stressful enough. But when you've got kids and you can't afford to meet their excitement about Santa Claus, you know, it, that's just got to be heart wrenching. That's why I stopped buying gifts for Chris. He's so fussy. He wasn't happy with anything. So I just stopped the stress and stopped buying buy a gift. me crap <laughs> gifts that you were picking up at Dillard's on the way out. You, strike me you know how many guy. pleather wallets I have from you? You know what? You'll never need another wallet again in your life. But anyway, so you can make a donation of a new unwrapped toy. It's going to be December 8th and 9th at the Walmart in Sango. Mm-hmm. It's a new location this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally started at Toys R Us, which is now a furniture store. Remember we had oh, Toys yeah, R Us in Clarksville? Yeah. Uh, now it's a furniture store. Don't go to the furniture store. We aren't going to be there. They don't have toys um, either. <laughs> they don't have any toys. Kids don't want a curio cabinet. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> We're at the Walmart on Wilma last year, but we're at a new location. Sango Walmart. Mm-hmm. Uh, December 8th and 9th, you can stop by. And, and and make a donation of a new yeah. and unwrapped bunch of other locations monetary donation. Too. Yeah, you Clarksville can do, now it's got all the details. You can do an Amazon it. wish list yeah. item if you want don't want to get it out of the house. Right. Yeah, there's all kinds of cool ways to help. Yeah, it, it was kind of fun because I I've been a part of it for a good long time and, and for a while I was the one of the one of the two people that was there basically for two straight days collecting toys. And it was neat over that eighteen year process of seeing kids grow up. Mm-hmm. You know, or I I'll never forget one time a soldier, this this really nice Mustang showed up mm-hmm. and is like, hey, are you guys doing the toy drive? And it was a young soldier. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, I just got back from deployment. I have no idea what to do with this money. Can you buy presents for kids? I'm like, absolutely. Aww, that and gave so me he, chills. He That's handed so us cool. three grand. 
Wow. He just he gets an envelope. He goes, I, I just don't know what to do. I want to help, but I don't know. What to. I'm like, we can we can have we have wow. shoppers that'll buy stuff for you. And he handed that envelope, and of course, we turned that into a whole lot of toys. And That's that so young cool. man made uh, Christmas a reality for a lot of kids. So I, I'll yeah. never forget that. He was like so like. I don't know what to do. I, I just got this money because I got back from deployment. But uh, c- can you turn it into toys for me? Like, yeah, we can make that. That's, make that that's happen. Awesome. So, yeah. Stop by. Make a donation and yeah. know that. And the big important thing is you're helping kids in the community. So uh, you may be a kid in your own child's class at school mm-hmm. that, that yeah. is, is, is on the other side of the generosity. That, yeah. you, that you when you give to the five-star media group toy drive December 8th and 9th at the, uh, at the Sango Walmart. Yep, yep. All right, that's a, those are the biggest stories. That's it. A little that's wrestling in there. A little wrestling. You know? A little lawsuit. A little breaking and entering. A little stabby stabby. I got that crowbar in my in my car. I'm not, right. I'm not lying. We'll, right. we'll do that. There you go. The biggest stories in Clarksville. Now you know. And so when people are talking about the big stories, you'll be like, I know all about them because I listened to the Clarksville Rundown. Yeah, Chris and Ryan went through it for me. Exactly. Thank you so much for listening to the Clarksville Rundown. We'll be back next week with the biggest stories of next week. This is a Clarksville Now original podcast.